Welcome to Short Course, episode 44, for November 30th, 2018. I'm your host, Ben Barry. It is, today is the last day of November, so we're about a month out from Nationals, about two weeks out from the North Carolina State match, and my season, for, for what it's worth, is well and truly done. And so I thought it would be a good time to talk about offseason and taking offseason. And, and a lot of people are talking about this this time of year and sort of offer offer some thoughts on it and sort of the perspective that I have. This starts with what I think of as being a more general principle, which is that taking an offseason, I think, fits under the umbrella idea of not trying to fight the wave. And, and that's sort of a term that I use for any time in life that conditions are pushing you one way and what normally would take a certain amount of effort to accomplish can take twice as much effort to accomplish. So classic example, driving in traffic. If you can avoid driving in traffic, you can get somewhere in half the time. Just as an example, let's say there's a particular time of year that gunsmiths get a lot of orders for new guns. Well, if you can order your gun, if you're getting a custom gun built at the other time of the year when they're not totally slammed, then for the same money, you can get your gun faster. Just something like that. So so looking at the ebbs and flows of whatever it is that you're trying to do. It, you know, it may be that, yes, you want to train all summer and, and get a lot better, but if there's going to be one particularly hot day, if you can, and you were planning to practice that day, it doesn't really make sense just to knuckle under and go practice anyway if you can just go the next day or take that day and dry fire instead and, and just not not put the extra wear and tear on yourself for for less effort or for less gain for more effort because the the given conditions are just working against you at that time. So that's how I kind of look at taking an offseason, particularly around here, which is to say anywhere in the U.S. north of Florida, where it's tough to have a really productive practice session, especially, let's say, during daylight savings time. You know, when after that switchover happens and it gets dark so early, even if you go to the range on the weekend and if the high is 45 or 50, even if there's no snow on the ground, which is, you know, we don't get a lot of snow here in North Carolina, but even if there's no snow on the ground, if you can't really grip the gun effectively or you're, you're constantly having to put a jacket on, then, then you're having to put in twice as much effort for not that much gain. And so you're, you're kind of fighting the wave. And if you can just, just go with it, just kind of let the, let the ebb and flow pass over you and, and be ready when the wave passes, then I think you're much better off. For me, I know between about Thanksgiving and Christmas, just all the family obligations, just all the holiday parties and whatnot to go to, just trying to stick with a regular full-scale dry fire regimen and going to practice on the weekends, it, it becomes significantly harder planning around those things. And on the flip side, it's oddly liberating to just not, to, to just give it up for a little bit of time, just give yourself a hall pass and say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not worrying about that. Uh, you know, personally for me, so the NC section was two weeks ago. I have not, I've not touched any, any of my competition guns. Uh, the only gun that I've touched is this Ruger 2245 that, that came in as a, as a prize from nationals that I've just been dry firing, but it doesn't look like I'm even going to get to go to the range and shoot that anytime this year. So it's, it's just nice to, to take a step back. The way I think about taking an off season is first of all, you may not need to take an off season. If you're just kind of shooting along, shooting matches as a social thing, just to have fun, then actually the winter is a great time to shoot matches because attendance is lower. You can usually shoot quicker and be done and go home sooner. 
you, you usually will see the hardcore guys. So it's, it's all the regulars are going to be at matches. And so it's actually pretty fun to keep shooting matches. If you're, if you're just going to shoot and have fun. So everybody talks about all the people that do podcasts talk about taking off season, but you, you very well may not need one. I mean, it all depends on your level of involvement. Certainly if you're new to the sport and, and this is, you're just starting to ramp up, uh, this, this is a good time to get a jump start on next year. If you, if you haven't, the way I look at it is an off season is really only necessary. If you have been running all year at a level that's fundamentally unsustainable. And I think that's certainly true for me. I, I know it's been, it's been pretty darn busy around here, especially with the podcast and traveling to matches and, and practicing. And when I was teaching classes earlier in the year, doing that 52 weeks a year is, is pretty unsustainable. So taking six, eight weeks off in the winter when it's going with the flow instead of fighting against the flow makes total sense to me. So that's, that's one way you can do an off season. And that's what, that's what it looks like. My off season this year is probably going to look like is just go cold Turkey, no dry fire, no live fire, probably not even any matches uh, for the rest of this year, at least for me, just, just things are so busy. The weekends are getting busy. I'm about to be out of town for a week. And so I'll miss, you know, two weekends in December worth of matches. And then Christmas is, is going to be around. And uh, it's, it's just not, it's not worth trying to shoehorn something in. It's, it's just nice to just check out and, and not worry about this thing that's been in the back of my head since uh, February, January, something like that. I mean, th- this whole year I've been thinking, oh, it's X days until my next big match. And I know nationals is at the end of the road you know, Y days away as well. And, and so that that's been at the back of my head for, for months. And so just to not have that is uh, it, it's different. It's nice. It's, it's relaxing, but I think that's the kind of off season you take. If you've been pushing hard and really trying to make a move, which I know is not, it's, it's not 90% of the sport, which is fine. So the other way that I look at, at taking off season, and this is what I did uh, before 2014, when I took the Steve Anderson class and started to get real serious about dry fire was I would, my off season would be shooting a different division with a different gun. So I, I mostly competed in production, but in the winters of 2012, 2013, and 2014, I competed with a 1911. And that was just kind of a a fun, take a break, shoot something different. It's always, you know, you, you get some beginner gains, you get some, you, you feel like you build some proficiency very quickly. Of course, it's, it's kind of, just getting you back to the level you were with your boring old gun, but it's fun. It's, it's new. It, it injects a little bit of fun into the sport. You can raise your classification. You know, if you're single stack, I think at the time I was single stack C and production B. So having, getting my single stack classification up to B was, was kind of fun, that kind of thing. So you can just, you can just dick around and do something else. You know, I've got this, I've got this 22 that that's going to be a, a fun little range toy. And I'll, I'll probably end up shooting that sooner than, than I go to the range and shoot my Tanfos, just, just to do something different, just to have a change of pace, just to, just to break things up and, you know, kind of make shooting fun again. I mean, shooting for me is very satisfying and very rewarding, but very rarely do I think of going and shooting as just being fun. Um, rare exceptions being stuff like the, the Pitt County match that I shot a couple weeks ago, that was just all the locals, just, you know, duking it out. Uh, Everybody knew everybody. It was some fun, fast stages that, that's that's the exception. For the most part, a good match is work. It's satisfying. It's rewarding, but it's rarely fun. And and that's not for everyone. It's it, it takes a, a certain type of crazy person to to go out and spend all this time on something that isn't fun. So 
you can, like I was saying, you can shoot a different gun. You can shoot a different sport. You know, if there's Steel Challenge, I, I know certainly up north, Steel Challenge, I think, is more popular in the winter just because there's no pasting and it, the, the reset is is much a much lower barrier stage setup is much easier, that sort of thing. So don't don't feel like you need to necessarily shoot full bore 32 round USPSA field courses. If there's a an indoor match that runs outlaw matches and yeah, it's not USPSA, but you can treat it as practice for USPSA in your head. You can load to 10 rounds in your mags and use your production gear and, and treat it like a USPSA match. Do that. You know, if, if there's snow on the ground, but there's an indoor match, go shoot that. Don't, don't fight the wave. Just use what's available. And, and if there's nothing like that, then, then just take a break. One other piece of the whole not fighting the wave thing that I want to mention is reading and, and using educational materials. So things like Ben Steger's Practical Shooting Training Group, that, that kind of stuff is the kind of stuff that gets me fired up and makes me want to practice reading books about practicing or about learning or about technique. That's the kind of stuff that's going to make me want to go out and practice. And so it might seem like now would be a convenient time when there's downtime and I'm sitting indoors to read that kind of stuff. But I've been through that cycle enough times to know that what it will make me do is just make me antsy and and make me want to go out and practice when it's it's really not efficient. So I'll make a note of that stuff. I might buy the book and, and put it on the shelf or, or make a reading list for myself for the next year. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive into that stuff right now because I know that it's going to make me want to go fight the wave. And that's that's just not productive. I think it's I think for people who are at a level of commitment like where I am, you you need some time off. So that said, if you're listening to this and you're not in that situation, like I said, if you're if you're just getting into competition, maybe this was your first season, maybe you just found the podcast and and you really are looking at the offseason as kind of a chance to ramp up then then your off season is going to look very very different now is your chance to if you want to make a change you know, maybe you got into the sport with a gun that wasn't as ideal but now you say okay i'm serious about this i want to drop a thousand bucks on a shadow two i want to drop two grand on a on an edge i want to drop three grand on an open gun you know something like, you, you want to make the change now's the time get the money together buy the gear and start getting used to it because a lot of the basic functional work of of testing a new gun you can do at a square range when you've got a new gun, especially if it's a custom gun, I, I've never been through this situation, but I imagine you'd want to just go to the range and just put 400 rounds through it and just see how it runs and not, you know, not go to a practice range and set up a bunch of drills and then be frustrated when you're troubleshooting your gun. It, it's it's just, again, don't fight the wave. If you've got a new gun, just take it, take it to a, to a bowling alley, put up a, a, a sheet of paper and just, just punch holes in it and just make sure the gun runs. You know, you got to walk before you can run. So now would be the time to do that if you're looking at ramping up your level of of competition. If you are at that sort of middling level, maybe you're stuck in C class, stuck in B class, and and you want this to be the year that you can kind of come out and and really make a difference next season. Then then this is a good time to ease into really ramping up your practice schedule. That said, I think if you compete regularly, if you practice somewhat regularly make sure you take some time off. I mean, like I said before, I think December is just a, a great month because there's just so much stuff going on. There's so many, there's so much shopping to do for Christmas presents and holiday parties. And if you travel to, to family's house for, for Christmas, just, just giving yourself a hall pass for the whole month is, is a, it, it's a nice way to, to just sort of drop a line. And then January 1st, when everybody's doing all their new year's resolutions, that's, that's when you have made your plan and you start hitting it hard. 
as far as what to work on, I would say if you have some kind of clear goal that you want to work on, if you want a two-second bill drill or you want a five-second L-Prez or something really definable like that that you already have in the back of your head that you've been wanting to work on, I would say now is a good time to do that. If you have been practicing somewhat seriously and you're not, you don't have a real specific thing that you want to hone in on, you just have some general ideas of, of things you want to improve, I would say th- this is more the bucket that I would be in. If you if you do decide to, to practice and dry fire during the offseason or during the winter when when you can't really kind of go hard at it, that's when I really like to take a step back and do some more freeform practice. So take the 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 part-time out of dry fire if you've been really hammering part-times and trying to push those lower. Or if you haven't been, then reintroduce the the part-time. Just start playing around with the format of your practice. Just try and not so much be goal and outcome oriented and say, I really want to work on this this week, but just pick up a, a dry fire book and just set up some random drills and just play around with them. Do try different start positions and, and just kind of discover interesting things about your shooting, things that may have changed about your technique in the last year. If you if you have been practicing really hard, all kinds of things are, are changing that you're not aware of. And so if you can just kind of draw those out and practice and discover them and sort of feel, oh, okay, yeah, I do when I... When I'm moving right to left and I turn my hips and I go to grab the magazine, okay, that, that's kind of interesting. Maybe that's something I could incorporate into a training plan for the year going forward. But it's nice to set aside expectations and set aside goals during this kind of off-season time and just try and play around with things and just discover things that you might not have noticed, that you might have been so so target fixated on accomplishing some particular goal that you didn't notice some some other change that had happened in your technique. So just setting up different drills, just kind of being more playful, more improvisational about your practice, I think is a, is a good use of time if you're going to, to spend it during the during the offseason, which to me starts, you know, at this point, this is more going, not just not touching the gun around December, but once things ramp back up in, in January and February, taking the time at the beginning of the season to just play around and sort of take an inventory and, and self-diagnose and not not be so laser focused on a on a particular outcome, but just kind of try and discover things because I mean, ultimately the way I look at it, the off season really has kind of three purposes. Uh, the first is just to take time away, just to let the hunger build up, let yourself get, get itchy to practice again, really get back to, to feeling like it's motivating and fun. It's not just part of a daily grind that you do every day. Uh, the second thing is, is having the opportunity, especially late in the year to catch up on other parts of your life. So like for me, this is a a really busy time of year for work, trying to get things closed out by the end of the year and and really trying to, to, to hit some goals by the end of the year. And so being able to just really get behind work and and put in some extra hours and and stay late and and do that and, and just be, not be trying to split my attention between practice and work is, is very helpful. But on the other hand, you know, maybe you have a big family and you need to buy Christmas gifts for 20 people. And so you're going to all these different stores. Although, I mean, realistically, I, I'm assuming everybody just does that on Amazon these days. So, but let's assume that there's a bunch of holiday stuff that, that you have to do. So you can kind of catch up on things that you may have been neglecting. Maybe you, you know, have a catch up date night with your spouse, or you take your kids to go see the new Star Wars movie. I'm assuming there's a new Star Wars movie because it's December and there have been those, but that, that kind of thing, just catch up on, on things you've been neglecting. And then I think the third one that that's really important and really easy to miss is that when you take a break, you'll come back to your shooting with fresh eyes. 
And the, the way I think about this is it's kind of like when you go on a vacation where you're really out of your daily routine. So something like going camping or you know going on a cruise where you, you really aren't connected 24-7 anymore. You're not kind of going through your normal routine of checking whatever in the morning, drinking your coffee, hitting meals at regular times. You, know, you just get really out of your daily routine. And you go and do that for a week. And then you come back and everything that, that you did as a matter of habit, you still are aware of it, but it's not quite as much of a habit. It's a little bit more conscious and you can actually examine it and say, does this actually make sense? Does Is doing this the best way to accomplish whatever the goal is? And so I think particularly with practice, if you have a, a steady practice schedule, just taking some time away from it, when you start to come back and go through the motions, you'll you'll look at it with fresh eyes and you'll say, hmm, I've been doing it this way, but maybe maybe I should change this around. So maybe you realize that in dry fire, you're hitting the start button on the timer with your left hand while your right hand is still on the gun. And so you play around with putting the timer on your right hand pockets. You have to hit it with your right hand. So you have to take your hand off the gun, hit the button, and then relax. Just a- approaching approaching the whole process with fresh eyes like that. Maybe it's just you've always been dry firing in this particular room this one way because that's the way you set up the targets the first time. But if you flip it 90 degrees or 180 degrees, you actually get a different target presentation or you can move around more efficiently. Just just things like that. Just taking time away. When you come back, you'll just notice things. They'll just jump out at you that just, they just were completely suppressed before because it was just part of your habit. You didn't even think about it. It was just routine. And I think that's just like a good vacation. That's one of the values of, of taking an off season is it will actually let you come back to all these habits that you've built up to practice efficiently and and look at them and re-examine them and keep 90% of them, but there might be 10% of them that you can cast aside or change around and your practice for the whole year will be that much more efficient because you did take the time off. And ultimately, it's it's a good idea to think through how long you want your off season to be, mostly in the context of how long your next season is going to be. So for us low cap guys shooting production and single stack, they've already announced that nationals is going to be the first week of November. So that's, that's stretching the season pretty late. And the South Carolina state match has already announced their dates for the last week of March, which South Carolina has, has historically always been a pretty early season match, but it's varied between April and May before. So going to the first week of March is going to be it's going to be pretty sporty. It very likely will be maybe four weeks of practice leading up to that if if you really want to be competitive. And so that's going to be a pretty early start to the season. And so start thinking about how how you want your season to go, because the last thing that you want to do is, and, and this was a real thing this year because Nationals was still relatively late being the last week in October. Guys were talking about really starting to burn out, you know, running out of gas in September, which in years past, September is plenty of time to shoot nationals. But if, if nationals are end of October, beginning of November, you, you need, you need to be aware of that. You can't just go in and say, oh yeah, I'm going to tough it out and, and gut through it's that that's just, that's not realistic. That's not how you're going to shoot your best. And so I, I have not really figured any of this out yet. I pretty much haven't thought through much of any of this since, since the section match was over. But some people are talking about breaking down next year into kind of being two mini seasons, have a, a spring and a fall and take a, a mini off season during the summer when it's really hot. Honestly, that kind of makes sense. I mean, we in North Carolina, we don't have dates for the, the section match next year yet, so you can't plan too concretely. But assuming that it's probably going to be 
uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably later in the year or around the time it was this year, who knows? Uh, then it taking off a couple weeks in July or August probably makes sense. And so that that'll give you a little bit of time to, again, not try and swim against the wave, not try to practice when it's the hottest out, not try and practice when potentially family vacations are happening. Just give yourself a little bit of, of a break if you are planning to go the distance and be and be trying to peak shoot at peak performance the first weekend of November in frostproof for for low cap nationals there. So start trying to think how early do you need to start ramping up your season? I mean, potentially if if you, if someone were to be trying to really make a play at this South Carolina match in the the first week of or the, sorry the last week of March, practice would have to start. I mean. You'd probably want to be hitting it pretty pretty decently hard, at least on the dry fire, and no later than February first. So that's that's something to really look out and, and look forward to and just plan accordingly. So all of that said, I am actually going to take an off season from this podcast, which I know so that we're forty four episodes in, so I've released forty four consecutive episodes, but even before that, uh, the the earliest test recordings on my on my hard drive here were taken in January of this year, so I've I've basically been hammering this every week uh, in one way or another for uh, for eleven months, and so it just felt right to as I probably don't touch any competition gun for the month of December to kind of put the microphone down, take a step back, and and do everything that I just talked about with shooting, with coming back with fresh eyes, do that with the podcast as well. Now. This is not because I'm out of ideas. I've already got four episodes uh, planned out for the for the beginning of 2019. So I will be back hitting it hard in in January. This is not a this is not a burnout problem. This is just not fighting the wave. It, it feels like a good time to to take a bit of a break and let things simmer. And and so I'm I'm going to do that. That said, there are 44 episodes out there. I I've seen the download numbers. About half of you that listen to this have listened to the first episode, and I think the first episode still stand up pretty well. There are a few things that I'm going to be, that I am planning to go back and revisit now that I've got a year more perspective and a year more experience. So some of those early episodes, it it would be a bad idea if you've if it's been a year since you've listened to them or you've never heard them, go back and give them a listen. I, I think they hold up pretty well and uh, be refreshed for the the 29 episode 2019 episodes that will be coming at you. And if the podcast this year has been valuable to you, if this is something that has either inspired you to to practice some more or given you some new things to think about, um you know, I don't I don't have a Patreon page, I don't I don't take donations, uh but I do have a small little web store where we sell some USPSA related t-shirts. Uh I I tend to think they're kind of funny and the, the place you can find that is you can either type into your browser www.uspsa.ninja. Yes, that's a real URL. Or you can just go to barryshooting.com and click the, the shop tab and you'll you'll go see. We've got, we've got short sleeve shirts. We've got long sleeve shirts. We have USPSA themed, a USPSA themed, themed Christmas sweater. We have a USPSA themed dry fire pillow. We have a couple of onesies, which if you have a young one, they're they're pretty funny, I think. But this this whole thing, the whole podcast, the the blog, the YouTube videos, the whatever meager helpful information I can give on Instagram, uh, you know, it's all it's all a passion project. I don't I don't make any money off that stuff. But if you want to say thanks by buying a shirt, I, I should, certainly would be glad to have it. So that wraps up this episode of Short Course. Talk to you next time.